At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. He cried on TV to a bunch of dudes he barely knows over a chick he never actually dated. Yeah. Playing up the virgin thing and then just the endless crying. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. I know. You've missed us. You've missed me. Uh, what can I say? Like, this, if the Bachelor producers keep putting out shit content, it's, it's hard to, to make the time and find the energy to dig deep and watch these fucking boring products that the Bachelor people are putting out. I need more exciting people. I need more sexual energy. I need more, more, more. That said, I'm always willing to give my favorite show in the Bachelor franchise, Bachelor in Paradise, the benefit of the doubt. And I'm happy to be here discussing it with you. I'm even more happy to be here discussing it with my close friend and bachelor confidant, the well-known and much beloved Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? Hello, everybody. Good to have you back, buddy. It's good. It's been too long. It's good to be back. I think... um Maybe the last time we did a podcast that wasn't about Fast Times at Richmond High, it was, what was it, The maybe the uh, end of the Bachelorette season? Or was no, it the even, be- it was the beginning of the Bachelorette season when we brought uh, Reality Steve on. Yeah, and we, we previewed it, and I just, I, I'll be honest, I didn't, I don't even think I made it through the entire first episode. I may have watched the first episode and then started in on the second one. And I, and I just felt like 
I have so little interest in this. I can't even pretend. I can't even do it to do a show because I'm already doing another show and you're busy and you got to, you know, the schedules have to align and it's tough to work in these bachelor podcasts. And my heart just wasn't in it for the bachelorette. Did you end up watching that season? Well, I I don't miss a minute of this franchise. Um, Actually with the exception of the winter Olympics, I didn't get into that. Um, The bachelorette was fine. I think it kind of held true to what, we had said on that beginning podcast, she was so dull, um, pretty above average looking, but okay. she offered nothing personality wise. There's nothing about her that was like dripping hot. Nope. Nothing. There's nothing salacious in her past. There's nothing. There's just nothing. No, there, there. Yep. And she picked a very simple, nice guy. It was like, you know, these f- franchises aren't, popular because two nice people fall in love they they're popular because of the drama and people having sex when they're not supposed to and stuff and uh the bachelorette had some drama you could tell the producers went overboard in their attempts to make it dramatic they planted this jordan guy who ends up being a pretty good villain um and yeah it was okay i i think everyone kind of knew who won because because the spoiler came out so You just kind of watched it played out, and uh, but nothing great. I, I'd say if you didn't watch it at all, you didn't miss a whole lot. But I will say this: um, most of the cast this season in, in Paradise is from that season, so you really don't have the the background on each of them. Well, we can get to that because there are a lot of people on this season. I don't know who they are, and it's not just people from Becca's season. Yeah, there's some dudes from Becca's season, but like I know Jordan. The gay male model. Um, I know David, the guy that got his face smashed. Like, I know enough. But there's also people, there's some guy on this show this season from Bachelor Canada. Bachelorette Canada. I think he won Bachelorette Canada. Or, no, he didn't win. I don't know what happened. But, of course, we didn't see that. But he was he starred in... Um, Winter Games. In Bachelor the Winter Games. And you know what makes him semi-relevant in the Bachelor universe is that he fell in love with Ashley I on the Winter Games. Shut up. Kevin. This is Kevin we're talking about, right? Kevin went. Yeah, yeah, Kevin went. Um, And we all know that Ashley I somehow uh, talked what's-his-face into her ring. Yeah. You you know what the funny thing about Ashley I and Jared is? Ashley I is, while... Obviously, very not the most. Um, what's a nice? Well, she's just kind of dumb, um, and she was a virgin and everything, and she seems like a little bit of a child. She is way too hot for that Jared guy. Like Ashley, I is attractive, and that Jared guy is just whatevs. And every time he shows up on one of these shows, everybody's fighting over him. And apparently, we're going to find out this season. They're going to show up on this Bachelor in Paradise and get engaged, right? That's what I. That's what I hear. And yeah. um, I, Ashley, I, I, I never was a fan of it all. Um, well, she's not the, bad looking. Playing up the virgin thing, and then just the endless crying. It's and, but now, now that we're thinking about it, there's a virgin on this season. And we just got done in the last episode watching a dude cry for twenty minutes. Okay, let's talk about that, Colton. Um, he was apparently very, he, 
I saw enough of uh, Becca's season that he had to break the news to Becca at some point that despite the fact that he was a virgin, that he had aged into his early 20s, that he had had a cup of coffee in the National Football League. Where'd he go to college? One of the Floridas, I'm assuming. I don't even know. Georgia. I don't know. It's somewhere. Um, That he had never known the touch of a woman. He'd never had intercourse, even by accident. You figure you'd fall into one at least. Like, just let your let your urges get the best of you, even though you don't, you know, you want to save it for God or whatever. Accidentally, you might bang a chick, but no, not this Colton. And so he he shows up on the or we go through what this whole thing on the uh, on Becca's season, the Bachelorette, where he's got to tell Becca, oh, I was, you know, I hooked up with Tia. I didn't know I was coming on the show. Whatever. It's all staged. I don't care. But then he shows up on Bachelor in Paradise and we have to sit through an episode and a half of the fucking same thing only in reverse. Now it's he's trying to hook up with Tia or is he trying to hook up with Tia? She's clearly into him and she just she's got like this other dude. What's the other dude's name? The guy with the five o'clock shadow? It's Chris. Everything he says is like this. Chris. Yeah. I'm Chris. Yeah. You know, I'm just here to I'm just here to meet somebody, you know, yeah. you know see where it goes. Yeah. He's like he's Chris might be in a universe of 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 douchebags. Chris Chris might be one of the biggest ones we've seen in this in this franchise. But let me let me okay, t- touch it. on what you just said. Okay. I think I figured out what Colton what Colton's thing is like and it's taken me an entire season of Bachelorette because he went to hometowns. Um he went that far. And then uh, Tia kind of came in late in the game and just completely cock-blocked him. Um, the reason why he was sent home by by Becca, by Becca, you know, because she'd already decided who the hell she wanted, I think. And it was just a matter of which guy she was she was going to send away sooner than the other. But Of course. Um, How it always but is. Tia came in late in the game and said, I think I still have feelings for him. And she's like, okay, that's an easy way for me to get out of this one. Um, and she lets the guy go. Oh, I didn't Tia, realize that Tia showed yeah. up on the bachelorette and for, was like, Hey, right. you should know For the second time in the, in the season, she showed up like all the, you know, Becca can't go anywhere without her little gang of former, former bachelorettes, yeah. former RE season bachelorettes. Becca is super boring and they have to make it interesting. They're like, Hey, let's bring some of the eye candy from yeah. last season that she knows that she's supposedly friends with. Let's bring them on because this is so goddamn boring. But but then they do the same thing on Bachelor in Paradise where they bring in Becca to bring down the vibe of the show. It has <laughs> well, the opposite was, effect. I think this is what this – this is. I finally figured quote now. This is what he is. Um, he He's a – He's a really good-looking guy, and the body of a football player, and everything about him from just a uh, aesthetic uh, angle, like he's he's a, like a perfect guy. He he's, has like an eleven-year-old's emotional maturity. Also, I'm not, I'm not even joking. And the, the whole version thing I, now makes a lot of sense. The whole um, the whole not knowing Tia or Becca thing now makes a lot of sense. Like. He honestly 
doesn't know what he's doing yeah. uh, when it comes to uh, emotions, matters of the heart, yeah. any kind of relationships thing. So like Tia in this past episode is all confused like he's playing her. And I don't think he's a player. I don't think that he's there just to have sex with as many girls no, as no, he can, obviously. Not. Not there to, I don't know what he's doing, but I really do think he's emotionally confused. And by the end of this past episode, after we got done watching him cry for 20 minutes, I feel bad for the guy. And no, I don't. I'll, I'm going to put the uh, crosshairs back on the producers of The Bachelor. The producers of The Bachelor cast this guy who is obviously a freaking dolt when it comes yes. to emotions. Right they know that. they knew what they were going to get. And they know that putting Becca on this episode was going to devastate him. It was it's they have it's really this is what's kind of fascinating about this show. The dichotomy of they they have this they roll out this intro that's so corny and they're not, you know, they don't take themselves too serious and it's all yeah. just fun. And then they have the the lack of shame to humiliate a grown man for 20 minutes. And I don't think we have not seen a male emotionally break down like he is in fucking bachelor in paradise. It was sad. It, it's sad. I, I have to take issue because there's just no way. Yeah. He's a little bit, um, stunted emotionally. And you're right. Even um, the lovely fancy sauce when she was watching the show, she's like, Oh, he's the best looking guy there. Um, I don't think she noticed that him doing the cover up in the front to hide <laughs> that, that badly receding hairline that he has, but that no, I get that. He is a good looking guy. He's in great shape. I mean, he had, he played in the NFL, but there's no way the bachelors could have predicted that a dude was going to break out into full open tears in front of a bunch of guys he barely knows over a chick he never really dated. But you're, you, are, you are giving him way too much credit. They know exactly what they're doing. And why else would they have? And we haven't gotten into the details, but yeah. they, remember, he was, he was going home. And but the producers yeah, so that was great. On, yes. on the schedule. I made a note about that. Becca is coming back for episode three. He needs to be here. Uh, Bibliana or whatever her name is, out of, without any kind of context or background on even if she even met Colton, just says, "I want you to find what you're looking for." It was like a save to have him extended for an episode, so that now he would be here for the arrival of Becca in this this huge dramatic thing. And because they want the Tia thing. Now I will say this. I was pissed off at the first couple episodes because you have how many people, uh, 17 or 18 people yeah. all trying to hook up. They're just all trying to, to find people to make out with and have sex with. And if they're lucky, maybe have a relationship with, and you have the producers pushing this, uh, narrative Tia and Colton. What do you think about Tia and Colton? They have, they have this gorgeous Astrid, who I'm a huge fan of, yeah. as like this, uh, this friend of everybody and commentator talking about Colton and Tia. I just want to see you hook up and half naked. What, that's that's all I want to see. What, what what about Chelsea? Chelsea and Astrid are the two hottest chicks there, and from right. the edit I've seen, they're basically getting zero attention. I'll take it a step further. 
I'm a dude. Okay. Maybe I get there and I size things up and I go, all right. Uh, couple of these chicks might be, you know, I'm not going to connect with them. Maybe I think they're a little out of my league. There's this Bibiana chick there. She's a saucy Latina. She's got a big fake rack. She's got a nice round ass. She's for sure down to hook up with somebody. How's not somebody trying to, somebody not trying to swoop on that straight away? Like easy, easy hookup status, easy rose. And meanwhile, she's the one that's just got to hand out a free rose because she has no one to give it to because there's, there's nothing happening there for her. I, I just don't get it. It's it's almost like, and this is the way it's cut. It's the way it's edited. Who knows what was actually going on? It just seems like the producers made up their mind. The first uh, part of this Bachelor in Paradise is not going to be the drunken, uh, half-naked sex parties that we're used to seeing that everyone turns tunes into. We're going to make it about this uh, emotional... Uh, kind of leftover Tia Colton thing that I could not be less interested in. It's, it's, and we're going to have all the cast members weighing in on it. And while they're on a date, when Colton and Tia are on a date, we're going to go back to the huts and they're going to be talking about Colton and Tia. Just a complete diversion, which I think is a major mistake. Yeah. The, the first two episodes have only frustrated me. It's all dudes hanging out with dudes and all chicks hanging out with chicks. And when they're all together, they're all just hanging out as friends. Yes. And what's the fun in just hanging out with friends? Now, yeah. um, as as I the rose ceremony, friends. as the ro- rose ceremony came, uh, got a little closer. We saw some attempts to to get closer. We saw some making out and some some Weasley moves by by stupid people. Um, but I I'm telling you, man, the Bachelor in Paradise. If you said it was your favorite part of the franchise, and I think a lot of people enjoy it, it's because um, it doesn't have the pre the like the false pretense that the bachelor gives you like exactly. they, you know 100%. the false pretense is people are there to fall in love which everyone knows is bullshit but the show does does a really uh they try really hard to at least try to stick to that anthem that we're going to we're going to connect two people well, this is just put 17 people on an island and see how sexual they can get when they drink it's devolved like the first season was great where it's like one chick is hooking up with one guy like has him in her room and then the neck and then another guy comes in it's like it's like a full on, it was implied that very sexual, very naughty things were happening. And you're like, oh, this is only, they've got the formula. This is only going to get better. Then last season, Corinne shows up and I was a fan of Corinne. I was, I supported Corinne. I thought she was hot. I thought she had the right amount of craziness mixed with strategy to work on these kinds of shows and she took it a step too far. She got a little too drunk and then wanted to say things happened that she didn't want to happen. And then she eventually recanted that. And now everybody's a little gun shy. These producers are in a position where they're like, Oh no, no, we got to tell love stories here. This is, we got to get back to the, the bachelor uh, style here rather than do the, wet and wild thing that we're looking for. We get enough of the fake bullshit love stories on the bachelor and bachelorette. We're looking for people to get crazy 
and hop relationships and get drunk and get embarrassed and be half naked like that this is bachelor in paradise this is it's the summer right now this is what we're looking for and we're not getting it i love the uh, in the very first episode within like the first 30 minutes i laughed out loud at a scene uh there's a guy named wills wills reed he um he was in the becca season he probably lasted until the last four or five uh light-skinned black guy with like light green eyes and um he was all uh like romantic soft-spoken in it for the right reasons calling dudes out for not being in it for the right reasons he was that guy in the last season he was just and he's just you know a really kind of wholesome guy his parents have been married for 30 some odd years and he tells becca you know you know i try to model them you know i'm i'm you know, once I find my one, it's going to be forever. So to, to, just a great example of how the personalities come out in this one after a couple of drinks. Uh, one of the first things that Wells says on camera in this season, he's uh, he's got a cocktail in his hand and he see and everyone's looking at two people making out. And I forget who it was. It was the first two people to like go lay down and make out or something. <laughs> and, and Wills is like, man, he's about to get up inside of that. <laughs> But he got sent home, right? Like, he's gone. He got got sent home, but it was like, okay, there it is. So (laughs) the actual guy comes out after an entire season of him being in it for all the right reasons and being singular-minded. Right, he was was being a real dude for once. Right, and that's that's the juxtaposition of the show. That's what you want to see. You just want to see a bunch of people that are willing – to uh to put their shit out there to be semi-famous yes and- juxtapose that against uh one of the uh, a quote from annalise who if you don't remember she's not very memorable she's the one that was terrified of dogs on the R- terrified of bumper cars terrified <laughs> there's like multiple multiple that's right, layers that's right she- she had, a, she had a bumper car incident yeah. as a child that ruined her yeah. from bumper cars yeah. <laughs> um she's here and she announced I want to be engaged before I leave. <laughs> and I'm like, you're on a fuck island. Right. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is not the place to be engaged. Like go on Christian Mingle or eHarmony <laughs> if you're looking to get engaged. You're on a TV show where everybody is trying to get their Instagram famous. It's just it's insane. And Annalise, by the way, I, I remember thinking, what a hot body that one has. I remember thinking that back in the Bachelor season, and um, and I'm still I'm still into her a little bit. I will say this: I I'm not even saying this to be mean. Th- there's something going on, like she had an accident growing up or something. She has yeah. some kind of scarring on her face that wasn't evident in the last season. No, I, I see. She kind of does have like. Um she kind of has like bags under her eyes or something like I'm not, I don't mean to like, she's nice looking and everything, but I know what you're saying, but I don't think it's scarring. I think it just might be her face. Is it? Okay. I'm looking I, at I, a, I don't know if it's like an acne thing from way back or, or an actual like accident where there's, there's, I don't know what it I'm is. I'm looking but, at um, a picture of her here on the website and she's, but she's been, uh, you know, the, the picture has been retouched. So, and by the way, the, um, the villain from last season, Jordan, who I was convinced was a plant, and he probably still is, but yeah. he's the one who uh, who has enticed Annalise. Jordan, um, 
Jordan is entertaining to watch. He's, like, I, I'm, I've, I've turned on Jordan. Like, there's no one there that's not boring. And Jordan, like, he says a bunch of stupid shit, and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, this guy. At least this guy's kind of interesting. No, he is. No, he is. And I'm, and and he actually says things like most. Most of these men are complete dolts. Like they don't, Huge. they can't put sentences together. That, like there's this guy, um, the guy Nick, Nick, Nick with Nick. the tits. Okay, Nick, who uh, lay down and started talking to your uh, your single mother, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, who I'm way into. I think she she's the glam shamer. She's not a glam shamer, by the way. And 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 I think didn't he, I think he said something like. I have this really odd attraction to you, or he said, or it wasn't even that yeah. delicate. It was like, for some reason, I'm really attracted to you. It was like, so, yeah, so it's such he a like, backhanded thing. He qualified it. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, um, I want to go to bed. He's like, it's just that you're like so real. I don't know what it is. And meanwhile, she said like two words to him. She's clearly just waiting to be allowed to leave. And he's told, he, he spills his guts that he might be into her. And she's like, Okay, good night. It was great. I have the the um the guy who's like outstandingly uh unintelligent is the uh the shopping bagger from Chicago. Oh, Joe. Um, who yeah, who somehow was kind of the darling of last season. Chris Harrison said that he got more comments about Joe and Joe was let go after episode 1. He's kind of good looking. Like yeah no yeah and he's and he's he's dumb enough he, to be like cute and uh, I don't know I guess endearing he's no he's easily controllable chicks look at this guy and they go he's hot I can bring him around all my friends will think he's hot also like he can I can introduce him to my family and he's not he's not so smart that he's going to talk back to me. Like I've, I can, I can take this guy. I can mold him into what I need because there's not really anything there right now. It's just a, just an empty space. And who did, uh, who did Kendall, the taxidermist, who did she give the rose to Joe or, uh, John, that complete goober? No, Kendall, goober, John, Kendall gave it, Kendall gave it to Joe. John, that is an that is an excellent, excellent description of John. I believe John the Goober. I think he might have got a rose from Angela, who is the chick. I have no idea who she is. I've never seen oh, her before. Oh, he did get a rose then. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. John's still there, shockingly. But I think that Nick got that Nick with the tits. He went home, right? He definitely did. Nick with Nick. Nick went home. Uh, Will's went home, and a third went home, and I forget who it was. The um, Astrid, my gal Astrid, kind of. Uh, I'm not sure what she sees in the guy, but um, she she somehow has a thing for the guy that was in Bachelor Canada, who was also in Winter Games. Yeah, Kevin. They, yeah, they. She seems way too. Uh, with it and smart for that dude, but we'll see how that plays out. Not, Kendall, not one of the better looking guys. Uh, Astrid is really batting below her weight there. She could do much better than this Kevin guy. I am. I really hope that Astrid starts to get kind of sloppy. Uh, yeah. She she's been far too contained and responsible. It's like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be responsible, don't don't sign up for the show. Like, no, you, you just gotta go and be sloppy and. 
half naked. You gotta, they, and when they sign these people up, like there's a, everybody that's ever been on the show wants to come to this thing. Like it's a chance to be on network TV for four hours a week, yep. which is too much, by the way. They need to cut this thing down to like ninety minutes. It's way too much to keep up with. I don't watch four hours of TV a week, much less one show. Right. Oh, was David saved? Um, or is he going? Date, no, yeah, yeah, David's right? there. It was one of the other black guys left. It was Eric, I think, is gone. Eric got saved by the uh, the black chick. Oh, oh, he did. They they paired up. Uh, so Willis Wills Eric. is gone. Nick is gone. No, that's it. There's just two guys went home. So David the chicken. Yeah, he's there. The guy that the guy that broke his face. Who did Chelsea save? Uh, was that him? I don't know. It might have been David. It's a good question. But he's still there. David, look out for David because he's got a couple things going on. He's a pretty handsome guy, but he's also low-key, kind of dry, witty, funny. He's kind of in the Jason Stewart, Brian Beckner mold where people are like, hey, you know, it's what's going on with him? What He's whatever. And then he starts talking and everyone, and the chicks get into it. I feel like David could have his pick the litter here pretty quickly. Well, his downfall in The Bachelorette is that... He smashed his face. No. He spent most of his quality time with Becca bashing Jordan. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. They were in a few. That was the downfall in the episode. Then they had a two-on-one. She voted David home and chose Jordan, and then later that night released Jordan. But um, David started to wear on me in the Bachelorette season. Oh, really? I'm, I'm just surprised that he was held over in this because I think he spent a lot of his time in this one bashing Jordan, too. He's the one who went to uh, Annalise and started telling, telling her that Jordan's not the guy for you. Right. And all this well, stuff, so. in, the, in the preview, and so we're recording this on Monday night, Tuesday's uh, or no, we're recording this on Tuesday evening. Tuesday's episode hasn't happened yet. Um, but in the preview from Monday's episode, uh, somebody shows up and Jordan jumps on that quickly. Annalise, who announced that she would be engaged by the end of this fuck vacation. I hope to be engaged. Right. Is got dropped very quickly. Yeah, that's not surprising. All right. So when the listeners are hearing this, They've, uh, the Tuesday night's episode has already aired. Well, no, well, I'll, I'll probably, it depends on when people download it, but it'll be up. This will be up Tuesday morning. So, if you're smart, you will be hearing this before the episode. It'll be up Wednesday morning, dude. Or Wednesday morning. I don't know my days. That's, <laughs> that's right. I'll so, put it. Up, uh, I'll put it up to. I'll. I'll have it up tonight during the episode, but they probably won't hear it till after it's over. All right. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of a. Uh, a summary up to this point. I can't. I can't say to the listeners how much of a douche Chris is. He was. Um, he was the one that Tia eventually saved. I don't think Tia's got uh, any plans for him. No, he's a placeholder. I, and he's. Uh, but he's such a douche. All, Col- like, all Colton would have had to do is say, "I kind of like you, Tia." And but he showed up and he's like, "Hook up with whoever you want. Like, do whatever." Like, I don't care. And, you know, oh, yeah. it was not what she was looking to hear. So she's she's got this Chris guy as a placeholder. And I got to be honest, I think he's probably the ugliest guy there. <laughs> yeah. I, 
him. I don't know if I can say that. It's but between I, him and John the Goober. Are they're 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 the two least attractive of the Bachelor dudes, and maybe Kevin, Kevin, Chris, Chris and John the Goober. Chris is the guy that um, that often talks himself into corners and can't get out. Like he, Chris is the douchebag that. He, he really thinks about what he says. He thinks about what's going to sound cool as opposed to just like answering questions. And he just comes off so um, inauthentic. And then he he tries to be smart and he's not. And he talks himself into corners. And then he, he'll just like, he'll just finish sentence, sentences like, he'll just say something and then be like, yeah, so there's that. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, he just like gets out of something he can't get out of with some stupid transitional phrase. <laughs> Um, all right, so um, so Chris is still around. He's not long for the show. No, I, he sucks. I can't. I just. I really. And I also um, the emotional immaturity of Colton is uh, is just so apparent now. He should not be on a national uh, TV show where there are feelings and manipulate no. all because he. I, it's to me. I did not need to see a grown man crying for twenty minutes and. I got more mad at the uh, producers of the show for allowing that to happen. You can't come out and have this silly little intro where everyone is joking around and Astrid's got, you know, coconuts in front of her chest and all this stuff and then just devastate this weak-minded person. Well, he's too much of a bitch. Like they don't they do some psycho I know they test these people for STDs. Don't they do some type of psychological profile and they go yeah, it might be okay, but this guy's too much of a bitch. We can't have That's bitches. A, this isn't the first time I've said this about the show. I mean, I I think that they want to have these these types of cast members because you know they don't want the cast members that are too smart that kind of looks through their games and 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 is man, and is man, and and can't be manipulated right. like the Coltons of the world. He's going to fall for all of it, and they want that. It's just I think there's just. You, you push too far sometimes. It, I, if he's watching that back last night, if he has any sense of pride at all, he he just has to be completely devastated. Like, I yeah. can't believe that the world just saw me do that he, on TV. He cried on TV to a bunch of dudes he barely knows yes. over a chick he never actually dated. And the tease tonight is the first the first scene is going to be Becca approaches him as he's there yeah. crying. Yeah. So, and knowing the show, they'll probably do some stupid way of like, you know, patching things up and Colton will say something stupid like I got closure and I'm ready to move on or whatever. But like, I don't think they could, uh, they'll never be able to take back the last 20 minutes of this last episode. That was, that was horrible. It was awful and Colton is bad, but... Um, by virtue of Colton being there, I'm again being beaten over the head with Becca. I don't know why I'm I'm being force fed this person and seeing her again on Bachelor in Paradise. I couldn't help but think, man, <laughs> this chick is so not cute. How have we not talked about Crystal? Oh, Crystal's there. Crystal's great. I love Crystal. She's she is considerably, uh, what do you call it, downplayed, or what, what so do you call far, her? Because yeah. like, when we saw her last, she had that 
hollow look in her eyes and she was she was like crazy yeah. like she was a crazed woman who had a big good, voice she's good to go and who did who saved her or who did she pick I don't, she picked uh, Kenny yeah Kenny that's a weird match well somebody was kind of into her and then like bounced yeah. to somebody yeah, the, else the, the guy that eventually went got with Astrid that is a Canadian bachelor or whatever he's the one who was into Crystal right away but right Kenny took her on a date. And by the way, this is the second time Kenny has been on a date. The first one was in the, the Bachelorette last season, or two seasons ago, where they they had an entire date around a freaking wrestling match. Wrestling. It's like, I, I'm guessing that he really wants to, and they really want to try to get him into the WWE. Like That's the angle. But come on, dude. You're playing to that guy's, like, his thing in two separate dates? That just seems... Uh, a little too catering yeah. for a guy like that who's a pretty much a nobody. Totally agree. Now and now Kendall is there, the taxidermist, and she's hooked up with Joe. And this feels like one of these relationships that's just going to be so boring because they're going to be canoodling in the corner for the whole rest of the season. Like I feel like if they should immediately try to break them up somehow. And if they can't, just send them home. They're like, okay, you've met your mat- match. You're out of here and bring in some fresh meat because I don't need these people to get in relationships right away and bore the fuck out of me for the rest of the season. What's, what's, where's the drama in that? Kendall, um, I remember in the, in the RA season, I remember her by the end, by the time she had left, she'd impressed me. Like she, I liked her. She actually is smart and articulate. Yeah. She has the weirdest hobby that I can't get with on any Taxidermy. level. Taxidermy. And she did a whole right. thing about how she likes going on picnics and cemeteries. And, I, and, and that, that was it for me. I was just like, come on. You're, just, you're doing so this she, on purpose. She has one, one really weird part of her life. And I think it's a big part of her life. But she seems well put together uh, mentally. She seems a little bit too smart for the show. She has a twin sister, I think we found out. Yeah, um, yeah she did. I just don't see her being with that dude. That, like intellect wise, I, I, I see somehow that falling apart. I don't think it's going to be a long, drawn out, boring one. She also has a very annoying and affected cadence in the way she talks, and I, I won't pretend to imitate it now. But now that I've mentioned it, uh-huh. you'll notice it, and you're going to go, "Oh fuck, that is annoying." And I don't know if I can deal with the whole season of that. I just need it. Like if they're hooked up, and it seems like they are, cool. Right. But now you got to leave. If you're going to hook up with somebody right away, you got to bounce. That's it. Because we've seen that on the, on the Paradise where literally people got together in the first episode and just hung out and yeah. were canoodling in the pool Marcus, for, for all the entire three weeks or whatever. Marcus and Lacey, who then came back the next season, had a wedding on the beach right. and supposedly never spoke to each other again. that's funny what about the other couple that married and are are expecting a kid or just had oh they're showing up tanner and jade tanner and jade they i think they hooked up like one of the first episodes of their season now jade jade's like not the not she's not like one of my favorites but i do like her because she got naked for playboy and it was a whole big deal because she was like in the girls of the big 12 or something or one of the lingerie issues or whatever and I like a chick that will just get naked and let you take pictures of her. 
Like that's, that goes a long way with me. I have a lot of respect for that. And so Jade will always have a little place in my heart because of that. She was in Playboy or something, right? Right. She was in Playboy. I believe she was on Chris's season. Chris, yeah. who. The farmer, manslaughter yeah, guy. Yeah, the guy that ended up murdering somebody. What's going on with that? Is he, I think that hasn't gone to trial yet. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. I just know the person that he manslaughtered isn't living. Right. Dude was in a tractor. Uh, out on the farm. Seems like a pretty easy vehicle to avoid. Just saying. So um, if we can get off off the paradise for two seconds. Uh, oh, I, yeah. What's... Our, our guy, Reality Steve, yeah. and I pick him up once a week since The Bachelorette ended. He says that the um, the Bachelor producers are are still undecided on who's going to be the bachelor of the next season. And a name that he threw out as some, somebody it. who Stop might no. do a, do a redo is no. Ben Higgins. No. How, how boring would that be? I don't need a redo, especially no. that guy. No, no, he's so boring. Chicks love him though. They, uh, might, go, they might go off the grid with, with uh, just somebody interesting or, there's a couple of guys from uh, from Becca's season that that I think America no. fell in love with, and they go with him. No, I like like this Ari guy didn't work out, but he kind of did work out because he was a big dummy. But he's a fucking race car driver. Like he had shit going on. We need like another Jesse Palmer. I mean, I'd like to do a revisit to the greatest season of the bachelor ever when we had Byron Velvic, who was the slightly more mature bachelor, the bachelor, the bass fisherman <laughs> and all the broads were like a little, like they weren't 23. They were like 33. Yeah. And that, I don't, I feel like that wouldn't rate unfortunately, but with me, it would rate very highly. Cause I would be interested in that. Uh, but I, I'm just not into the whole retread thing, but chicks that listen, we have, female listeners to the show um you guys like ben higgins don't you like it's it's my understanding that he he's very popular among women i don't know why he's so dull um but if you if you are into him reach out to either jason at jason stewart on twitter or at brian beckner on twitter and just give us a heads up like make your case for ben higgins as the bachelor um i I'm, you know they're all the same for the most part it's not really about whoever the bachelor dude is because he's super boring no matter who it is. It's about the nutty and slightly hot chicks right. that they bring on. Um, so that's the most important part. That's the most important casting decision. And maybe they think if they bring on a known commodity who's back on the market like Ben Higgins, they've done this before. Who was that? Brad Womack. They brought back twice. What? They did a redo before? I'm, I'm- yeah, they've done a redo. I went dark on the on the series for about three, maybe two years. So maybe I missed that. Brad, something that he yep. came back and did a Bachelor again. Brad Womack. I'm, I'm almost positive. I'm not the Bachelor historian here, but I'm nearly positive that Brad Womack was the Bachelor. I mean, voice. when Nick's season of the Bachelor seemed like a redo because he had been on two Bachelors oh, yeah. and a Bachelor in Paradise, and then he was cast as the Bachelor, which. At the time, I just hated the choice, but that season ended up being really entertaining for the reasons that you pointed out. Corinne, like, it's all about the it's all about the women that were cast. He ended up with that Vanessa, who I maintain is one of the hottest winners of all time. 
I'm a fan of her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't. I unfollowed her because she got kind of boring. Um, but she's <laughs> French Canadian. Um, great body, super cute. Like her, JoJo, who didn't win. JoJo, who was a who was a runner up or second runner up in Ben Higgins, ben Higgins told season. JoJo that he loved her, and then That's he right. Said no to her. That's yeah. right. He did some. He did some work in the fantasy suites, and then he was like, you know what? Um, I'm just not feeling it. And then he picked that Lauren Bucknell chick. Um, so yeah, I don't, the bachelor doesn't matter so much to me and maybe bringing boring Ben back will get some chicks out of the woodwork to come and volunteer to be on the show, uh, because that, cause they like him. Cause he, for whatever reason he was popular and that's probably why they did the same thing with Nick. Ugh. Uh, I, I, yeah. I guess, I guess Higgins makes a, uh, he makes a cameo this season. He was in a preview. I don't know if he's like one of these featured guests that comes back or if he's – I don't think they're going to throw him into the mix, but um, I saw him no. on a preview. No, he's too big. If you've been The Bachelor or right. The Bachelorette, you don't do a paradise. That's for the Claire <laughs> Crawleys of the world. <laughs> right. The, the, right. For, you're, you know, you're not going to see Juan Pablo – Quite possibly the greatest bachelor of all time because he he <laughs> completely refused to play the game and I don't know like I don't think he understood the show or had ever seen the show but the shit that was just normal that you do on the show he just refused to do which was the best. Well, that's the thing. It was like we talked about that false pretense and if you sign up for that show, the network and the powers that be at the bachelor expect you to live in that false pretense you can't yes you can't not play the game and he chose to not play the game and it it was so evident that that he he went against the grain and pissed everybody off that chris harrison you know (laughs) is just a complete you know um i don't know dud when it comes to these shows he got like visibly angry and contentious in the uh in the after the rose or whatever like he he couldn't believe that somebody had the balls to go against the grain on his show. Remember, they were like in a helicopter flying to the rose ceremony or something. And and Claire, or it might have been the day before, and Claire was like, I think, I, I think I'm falling in love with you. And he's like, I really love fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> they had to bleep it out. And what was the, uh, what was the name of the woman who went on to be the bachelorette from that season. Uh, she was the lawyer. Uh, oh, oh, I liked her. Andy Dorfman. Huge Andy. She had, fan. Yeah, she was sassy. Yeah. She, and she ended up marrying like, um, marrying somebody, right? She, no, she was with that. Oh, she picked the baseball player and, and ended up breaking up with yeah, him. Yeah. Right. Josh, what's his name? Yeah. Then wrote a book that he was abusive or something. Yes. Um, and then he, but, then he hooked up with that chick from orange County, Amanda, who I, I have to, think is going to make an appearance on this season because Robbie shows up. Yeah. I've seen her uh, in, in, in previews, but, um, but back to what's her face. I I lost track of her name. Who's the, uh, the lawyer. Oh, Andy Dorfman. So Andy Dorfman, super cute. Third in Juan Pablo season. Somehow she was conned for that long. Yeah. She gets to the, uh, she gets to the overnights part and, what was Juan Pablo's line that that really infuriated her? No, it no, was no, like, no, "It's no. okay, it's okay, oh, yeah. it's okay, <laughs> no, it's no. okay." Well, the thing, the the controversy with her was when she was the Bachelorette and she picked that Josh guy, 
and they did the after the final rose, Nick was the loser. Oh, yeah. And he, oh no, yeah, yeah, and he was that, that was that was part of it. He right. what did he say? He said if if you weren't yeah. in love with me, then why did you make love to me? That that was the first like the first semi reveal of having sex on the show. Right. So um, not only not only is he a kiss and tell douche, which is you yeah. never do that. Right on the night that she. Yeah. Just brings out her fiance. He, he says that, that but also great. he's a make love guy. Yeah, make, you know, make love. If you're if you're if you're if you're using the the phrase make love, you're also making dry every woman <laughs> near you because that is not a that is not a, an approved phrase. Like, let's talk about it like a man, weirdo. <laughs> Uh, uh, what else? So do do we know? Have you looked at any spoilers as to who's showing up? I, I don't do spoilers. So um, at some point we'll bring uh, Reality Steve back and he can give yeah. us some some nuggets. But I I'll watch it as it goes and what we'll. we'll uh, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm I'm out of the country the next couple of weeks and so I won't. I'm gonna have to come back catch up. But we'll have to reconvene because I'm uh, just having this conversation has made me. Uh, Good. That much more thirsty for the season of the uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Let's do it, dude. Okay. Anything else? The, oh, one more thing. The ESL bartender is that was that necessary? I guess she made a big splash on the Winter Games. She's a uh, so I don't know what the context there is. I guess she was a big hit on the Winter Games because they've had this but- Wells there for two seasons collecting a paycheck as the bartender, and he does nothing. Like he's in no scenes. He's just like, "Hey, it's me, Wells, getting a paycheck here." And somehow he was able to parlay it into a relationship with the daughter on Modern Family. Wait, what? Who he's dating? Yeah, Wells is dating the, the oldest daughter on Modern yeah, Family, Sarah Wells? Highland. Holy shit! Sarah I didn't know that. Highland, hold on. I'm, yeah, so look, Sarah, it's the it's the first suggestion. Sarah Highland and Wells Adams. Wow, good for oh, him. Oh, hold on, hold on. Sarah Highland, Us Weekly, four hours ago. Sarah Highland reveals Wells Adams was interested in another girl after sliding into her DMs. Oh no no no! She's just, this is just uh, just a little je- jealous. Sarah Highland recalled feeling very envious of another woman. Wells Adams was interested around the same time they started talking. Highland twenty seven shared the story while appearing on Adams and Brandy Cyrus, your favorite thing podcast. Um, so yeah, they're still together. He's when he DM'd her, he might've been interested in somebody else, but now he's dating her. Who's a fucking, she's on a sitcom. She probably makes about $13 million a year. So good for Wells. She's got a wealth of syndication money. That's going to be coming in for the rest of her life. She's she's said, she's got generational wealth. So well, she um, suggested put a baby in that has a, um, she has a condition where, uh, she can't stand up. Without like leaning on something, is that true? No, I'm looking at a picture of her right here, and she's standing. She's wearing high heels, and she's standing. Okay, hold on a second, though. I, I swear, she's got a degenerative condition. <laughs> she I'm does. Not even... Oh yeah, yeah. There's something going on there. I uh, think she was chronic she... health conditions. Yeah, she she has them. She does. Oh, well, I know she had a. She was in an abusive relationship. I knew that, 
And at Wells is third. Chronic kidney condition. Kidney. Well, that doesn't that doesn't mean you can't stand up. Does it? Maybe Wells will have to give her one of his kidneys. She underwent a kidney transplant in 2012. She has kidney dysplasia. So unfortunately, as we're wrapping up the show here, uh, the Skype gods decided to cut off the great Jason Stewart mid-sentence as he was filling us in on the torrid love affair between Wells, the Bachelor's Wells, and television actress Sarah Hyland. So um, we might have to get more information on that later, or I think we got enough. I think we, we figured it out. They're dating. Good job, Wells. You made that work for you. Put a baby in it if you're smart. Uh, so we, we will reconvene. We were almost done anyway. Um, Skype did not help us out, but that's okay. We will reconvene here soon, probably in a couple of weeks. I'm out of pocket as those of you who listen to the baller lifestyle are aware. I'll be gone for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but Jason and I will definitely get back together to discuss what's happening or what has happened on bachelor in paradise upon my return. Until then, for Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you soon. The other side of the store, all the quickly molded, the suspected look like him. Now Adam, police get bonus day. Came lurking under radio got as they crept up on them, walking in complete silence. They clicked the loaded gun and frightened the gentle giant with sirens. He's blinded but by their rules. He's still about it. Hands up. Don't shoot. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.